Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace Case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yeah. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, The Bachelor? Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, Organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knudsen crushes only 100% real ingredients, so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. Clues. Underwear drawers, they're not organized. They're like the the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes. Mm. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. You got ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc., You don't know what to expect, but now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies, and now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because those are my now go-to. I'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt and (laughs) my, um, (laughs) which is not what this uh, ad is about, but I am also wearing the super soft sustainable modal fabric thong with no roll black waistband. You want that. You don't want it to be rolling. You don't want it to be showing. And I'm hooked. I don't want to wear anything else. It's all got to go now. Well, this ad actually is kind of about that pace case. Everybody knows MeUndies <laughs> makes great underwear. It's in the name, Me Undies. But it's not just about underwear. You can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and a whole bunch more. And their Move Me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market. There's no doubt about it. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at meundies.com slash roses. That's meundies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. Me Undies, comfort from the outside in. 
It's the game of roses. Welcome to the game of roses. This is the game of roses. Welcome to the game of roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. And as we announced in our Tuesday Game Breakdown, Clues is off on a romantic adventure right now. He's probably traversing down waterfalls, or he's on a get to the chopper, or maybe even his favorite hobby, squirrel watching. We will never know. But today, I am thrilled and blessed to welcome back one of the first Game of Roses advocates and guest hosts, writer and producer of the poignant film Juniper, now streaming on Showtime, and one of my best friends and co-host of our podcast, HBO Lacks. Catherine Dudas. Hello, Pitt. Hello. Hello. Oh my gosh. I am so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for also putting in there that I was one of the first Game of Roses advocates because that's something I say every time I'm on this podcast. I feel like that's important. It's so important, Lizzie. (laughs) It's so important. You were filming us at the Grove before (laughs) we got kicked out. We don't have the footage of the actual kick out, but... No, no, I was... I had to go to work, uh, but I... (laughs) I got all, I got the beat. Oh, it was so fun. It was such a great, that's what was so disappointing about how it ended because it was so exciting to see how many people came out to see you guys have the longest line of fans waiting to get your autograph I've ever seen. Um, and then the security oh guards, God. the security guards being like, what a hype up woman. Hey. <laughs> no, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, well, again, it's about me because I, um, yeah, I just knew this was going to be a success from the start. Yeah. Um, so uh yeah so it's it's me uh yeah i'm i'm so uh i'm i'm happy to be here happy i love twibbon um i love this pod and yeah i uh yeah lizzie and i have our own pod hbo lax which uh we are the two foremost tv and film pop culture experts and we have a little yeah. book club. Everyone knows that about me already, but yes. they might not know that you are also one of those. I'm such an expert, yes. And it, we have a book club called HBO Live <laughs> for this season's book, quote unquote <laughs> book. They're not books, they're TV shows. <laughs> we are breaking down The Last of Us season one. I, I really just feel like book club really has its hold in the culture, but I feel like it's stale. Yeah. A TV book club is really, that's where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to read is the most important thing. A TV show is a book. And it's because if you, exactly, it's a book, it's an audio visual book and we're all too hot to read. And when, when you're in this weird position where you're like, Oh my God, I'm too attractive to read books. Like, what do I do? You watch TV and then you listen to recaps of it (laughs) and you join our little TV book club. Uh, (laughs) Oh my God. I never realized it was my hotness that prevented me from reading. Yes, Lizzie. I keep telling you this. I used to write (laughs) like essays I hope none of my former teachers are listening to this. But essays written on books I did, I would not read. I think that's valid. Yeah, it was because you were hot. Yeah. I've been saying it for years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, on our podcast, we we give out weekly awards. Like 
this season, we have most video game moments, scariest, and we're keeping an award that a lot of people thought we wouldn't keep this season, horniest moment. They were wrong. How wrong were they? They were like, oh, The Last of Us, it's not a horny show like The White Lotus. They probably won't do that. Wrong. We can find horniness anywhere. Did you watch episode three? Yeah, exactly. And then, oh my God, Ahmed, Lizzie, imagine if we didn't have the horniest category in place. We were like, oh, it's not a horny show. And then episode three happens. Nick Offerman's making out with the hot guy from the White Lotus. We would have felt so stupid. So thank God we listened to our instincts. Well, speaking of White Lotus, we did White Lotus season two on that on our podcast and most of House of the Dragon season one before that. Yes, we did. We guys, we did a gore. Like how, you know, how the first season of gore is you guys started at like episode three of um, 06 at Hannah's, Hannah Brown's. And I remember because I was watching The Bachelor with you guys at Chad's place. And I remember when you guys started recording, but, and everyone's always like, hey, like, are there like other episodes, are there one through five? And it's like, no. (laughs) Yeah, where can we get the beginning of Hannah Brown season? You You can't. Same no with the beginning of House of the Dragon. It's just a, it's a fun little tradition. It takes three weeks to decide you're ready to start a podcast. That's, the, that's how long that you have is. to really think about it before you make that decision. But I really do think like, you know, the phrase like everyone's got one good book in them. Mm. Like one good novel. I feel that way about podcasting. I never would tell someone not to podcast. I think it's like everyone has like one great podcast they could make. Right. <laughs> a lot of them choose to make a different one. And not no, I love one, that. I love that. I think, uh, I think that's a good call to the people to start your, your podcast. I'm also, I'm a, I'm a director. And like Lizzie said, my first film is on uh showtime called Juniper. You should watch it and, and love it and like it. Um, but I was also, I made a, a, a video this week talking about how um, this is off topic, but a, w- directing is a woman's job. And I feel like a lot of women I talk to who want to direct are scared because they're like, oh, it's a man, more man job. And I'm here to tell you it is absolutely not. <laughs> the skills that you need to be a good director are very, are skills they, they, they raise us with as women. Uh, so go for it. Yeah. We're already directing entire families. Exactly. Literally. Exactly. All over the world for all the time. So make your (laughs) podcast, make your film. Um, we will be your hype women. Love it. I mean, that's what you did for your film, which is amazing as you just, you guys had this idea and then just we're like, we're doing it ourselves. We're raising the money, et cetera. We're doing it ourselves. Uh, it's something I admire about you. And it worked out, which is insane. Thank you. That's so nice. And you did this yourself. And I guess Chad. Oh, thanks, Catherine. <laughs> and Chad. <laughs> Chad and I always begin every episode with a bunch of complos back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> that is the quintessential Chad and Lizzie move. A bunch of complos. <laughs> I'm like, Chad, stop. Stop. <laughs> Oh my gosh, no, Chad is one of my too favorite much. people. <laughs> You're a good podcaster too, Clues. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. Oh my gosh, Chad is the best. I I, I obviously am not worthy to fill in for him, but um, yeah, he's the most supportive, wonderful friend. Uh, and yeah, and so, and I hope he's having a lovely weekend. He is a great friend. I don't think people really realize that, but he cares deeply. He does. It's so sweet. It's very nice. And our last piece of business is, speaking of the Grove, we will be Mm. making our triumphant return March 1st time. I want to say 1 p.m. It's sometime midday, I think. Sometime in the afternoon at the Grove, March 1st. 
Tad and I are going to be returning and signing books in the Barnes and Noble. Lizzie, I didn't know you were doing this. I, you had told me like, oh, we might be, I can't, I was so excited when I saw the post. I was like, it's happening. (laughs) That's such a boss move. (laughs) It is happening. We're coming back. Our year ban is over (laughs) and we shall, I, I know I said I would never return, but I am returning. <laughs> you are returning. I've said a lot of things. <laughs> you need. You, Especially yeah. when I'm upset. You got to wear the most bad bitch outfit ever and just fucking strut into that. Into oh there. my God. Wait. You must. Maybe you I'll must. wear one of my stuff in Love Grove gowns that I forgot <gasps> to return. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. No, you should. Oh my God. I love that. Yes. I love that dress. Do it. Yes. You actually, you guys should both. He, and then Chad needs to wear his... His jewel. Yeah. It'll be even easier. <laughs> I can't run away. <laughs> I can't pretend I don't hear you. Oh, no. Clue, Chad is into fashion now. This is a new update since this stuff in Love Grove Ball. And we wanted to put together looks. So he might be interested in, in putting together a look for this. I, I'm curious. Oh, my gosh. I'm obsessed with this. Less gold chains. He had too many gold <laughs> chains. It was giving him back problems. Oh, no. <laughs> and he's so strong. <laughs> He's so strong. He's in the best shape of his goddamn life. He he works out with the cans or something. The paint cans. See, you're an OG. I, I'm an OG. <laughs> uh, and that is all of our gore business for today. You know, go go check out our podcast, yeah. HBO Lax. Uh, check it out. Wherever you get podcasts. It's like HBO Max, but L-A-X instead of M-A-X because we're chill. Yeah, because we're chill. And we're in Los Angeles. <laughs> in L.A. <laughs> it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant. Nothing to do with lacrosse. <laughs> oh, right. We for, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, maybe one day it will. <laughs> or, you know, never say never. Never say never. <laughs> and now for the portion of our Twibbon in which we will get into a specific portion of Bachelor Nation that we want to look at more in depth. This is Game Game of Roses. Roses. State of the Game. Our State of the Game this week, Catherine and I have chosen, we're going to focus on a couple, couple tiny pieces of Bachelor journalism came out that we would like to discuss. First, The Bachelor is officially on life support. This is the headline for an article that came out in Vanity Fair this week. Uh, You can check it out. Clues, I believe Clues has already recorded a Clues Corner reaction to this in on our Patreon, but I thought it was time for, you know, a little preview. What you might find in, say, a, a Pace Cases Palapa. <laughs> Looking at the media around the franchise now and reacting to it. Pace Cases Palapa is a, is a segment. It hasn't debuted yet. But I'm so excited. Uh the thesis of this article is basically it, its summary line. Zach Shawcross's snoozy debut as the leading man did nothing to quell fears about this franchise's future or incentivize viewers to stay tuned for even another week. Mm. The rest of this article, it's not that long. There's only a half line about Christina Mandrell, so you know we probably interpreted the premiere episode differently. <laughs> yeah, they're not in the pit. But... Uh, yeah, they're essentially saying that Shalcross's personality is too bland to make a great season. Have they watched The Bachelor before? 
I love that reaction. Have you seen like just the little, I, there's some people have made images. That's just every bachelor's face lined up next to each other. (laughs) You know, it's kind of like, if you look at, you know, the president, president, it looks a little similar to that. (laughs) Pretty white. Pretty white. Oh my God. And and, and honestly, that would be my main counter argument. I would argue the bachelor is more like a blank canvas on which to paint the season on. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have Sean Lowe's season. Everybody's been talking about it because he came back for this Council of Crowns and was scrubbing Zach Shalcross down in the shower, kind of yeah. anointing him. <laughs> uh, Chad is, is calling him Goldini now, the golden one. Love that. I don't know. Goldini's, Goldini's <laughs> season, it. though, I do think, I think it would look a lot like Zach Shalcross's season. It's like very wholesome, very mm. 4TRR. And I, and yes. people, like, if you've been in the nation long enough, you heard people complaining about all of the lead choices. Exactly. Vial, Lion Dyke, Underwood, Weber. What were the hooks of these leads? <laughs> yeah. The big Pilot. hook. <laughs> Pilot, what does that get you? That yeah. gets you like a one themed date or like you go on a plane. Like, it gets you set deck. Like, that's what the hook really did. It's not like Pilot Pete was talking about, like, the grueling things that went into being a pilot right, and how exactly. it's on that schedule and that pressure to have that many lives in your hands. He's not talking about any no, of that. it was like, a job. It's his job. He flies uh, around. <laughs> Lion Dykes is an ex-race car driver. That's one group date, maybe one one-on-one date setting. Yeah, it doesn't add a lot. It doesn't make uh, him, like, hilarious, you know? If anyone says it. No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I, I think that you can theme your group date relay race after it, but I don't think that it carries a season. And I think there is something, to me, there is something compelling of Zach Shellcross is like seeming yearning for this 4TR relationship. Yeah. And I and I think his personality came out more in episode two. Yes, I was going to say, I agree with that. I think, yeah, I think it's, he has as much personality as they all have, uh, is what I think. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is, this is The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in a way, you're like, yeah. They literally comb out all the personality anyway. Jason Mesnick, right. they deleted all of these scenes that they shot showing his, that his, yes. of his Jewish traditions. Right. Oh, so e- Even weird. the promos, you see like they've, Pilot Pete in a plane, but they've totally glossed over his whole face, so he's very smooth and like yassified looking. They just that's what they do. They want it to be as relatable to as many people as possible. And the article was like, oh, it's like the the work has to be on the girls and the producers. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I think it always is, right? Like, I think that's I mean, if if this person's argument is like then the you know, the fundamental thing should change. You know, I don't know. I think that the girls are what makes it a great yeah, an interesting show. And yeah, the producers. I mean, there's only a few exceptions I can think of. Mm-hmm. I literally can't really remember the difference between seasons eight and 10. Wow. Those two, <laughs> Andy Baldwin and... Uh, I mean, it, it, you poor thing. It's been, it's a blur. You you, you went through, it's okay. And the other one, <laughs> the doctor. Uh, those two, mm-hmm. very confused in my mind. But there are certain bachelors who have made an imprint. Charlie O'Connell, season seven, Your fave. is my favorite Bachelor season of all time. Mm. Like, he was super entertaining, and he, like, picked Chris Harrison up at one <laughs> point, and he was, like, breaking all the rules, and, like, 
yeah, I would like to see that, but we haven't seen that in many years. Right, right. It's not like, <laughs> I don't like yeah, that. yes, it seems like this is just, yeah. Um, I So I, I agree with you about that. I think uh, this argument is, and also I'm like, yeah, I, it, it's definitely, well, first I'm like, yeah, you guys don't listen to Gore um, because uh, there's a certain, like, when you guys talk about it, it's like the integrity of, well, I mean, we'll get into it actually with the Jesse Palmer thing, but um, yeah, there's just like, it's it, the purity of the game. And I think the lead being kind of bland is a part of the the purity of it. That kind of makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe I'm wrong, but <laughs> Yeah, Catherine's super into purity. Oh my god, I'm I'm saying purity too much. (laughs) Purity was season twenty three. That that was the theme. Oh right, that they focused on a on a virginity card. Yeah, I would say it's been on life support. I mean, it's I see the argument for it. Mm -hmm. I see like we've all had a past few. We've had a few hard seasons to get through. Yes. It's been a little tough couple of years, but not because they were bland, right? Because because of producer but yeah no because of producership yes because of all sorts of things racism scandals and covid and oh and yeah that oh my god yeah but yeah i mean we shall see will this be the last bachelor season i'm gonna say no i'm gonna say it's not on life support no and i would think life support would be is it gonna get canceled it's still mostly winning its night it's still whatever I do think it'll go to streaming. But our next piece we wanted to uh, check out was a Yahoo.com article. The title is Jesse Palmer Explains Why the Bachelor Isn't Concerned with Keeping Up with Love is Blind. And he says to E! News, first he said, The Bachelor was first. I love that argument. Love it. Very middle school. Obsessed. Great. Good. We're first. We're first. <laughs> it's like comments on like YouTube channels. Like, first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Love it, Jess. Love Shotgun. it. Love it. <laughs> I think a, a big part of The Bachelor is about authenticity and really trying to get back to what the core of the show has always been about and what it's supposed to be about. It's finding love. It's mm. romance. It's journey. It's a love story finding how it develops. <laughs> for Bachelor fans who have been watching for a long time, DLP said, my hope is that watching this season is going to feel really nostalgic to them. Do you feel the nostalgia? Yes. And I, I think that is nostalgia is so in these days, especially early aughts nostalgia. So I think it was very smart of DLP to play this angle. Um, because yeah, totally. I, I think that is, uh, it's, it, he's right that it is what people are looking for in kind of every media right now. I mean, look at all our freaking reboots. Um, uh, and you know, of, of things that we watched in the early aughts. So I think totally. he's got like, it. TikTok is full of clips from things that are from that period and people are rediscovering. Millennials are so nostalgic. It's crazy. Millennials are obsessed with the fact that we um, caught the tail end of the 90s. Like we, yeah. <laughs> we are just, we'll, we will never let it, let it die. Um, <laughs> and I think it's, <laughs> and me included, I, I get it. I get into it. Um, so yeah, I think. Uh, you're my, you're my, uh, my Gen Z in my head, even though. <laughs> no, thank you so much. I, Cause I'm 17. Yeah. You're welcome. I, <laughs> um, You're so young. I'm so young. Uh, no, I, I know I have to text my Gen Z sister things. I had, I texted her the other day. I was making a TikTok and I was like, I was about to put BFF. And then I went, wait, BFF sounds millennial. And I texted my sister. I'm like, 
Bestie is the millennial BFF, right? And she's like, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. I'm I'm cool. I'm into it. Bestie, not BFF. BFF is like Hillary Duff movie 2004. Like Bestie is, um, I don't know, Wednesday. <laughs> oh my God. I gotta keep up. Um, I gotta keep up. <laughs> gotta keep up. Anyway. You're keeping me young. <laughs> uh, no, I don't um, understand a lot of the the references that Clues makes a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you also studied film. Like, oh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Ask me about something I've studied. Siesta Key. Oh, yes. The Bachelor, Dawson's <laughs> Creek, Pokemon Go. I got answers. Yes, just as legitimate. Yeah. Um, no, but I definitely have felt nostalgic this season. Mm-hmm. It feels very early Jason Mesnick, aka the Mesnian era, mm-hmm. the first seasons in the mansion, like even just like the dress, all of the dress types and kind of toning down the amount of, of, you know, wild tots, uh, trick-or-treat limo exits. Um, and also including those flashbacks to Courtney Robertson skinny dipping and Victoria Fuller yelling at Eli Benavides. Mm-hmm. Like, those clips really, like, warm my heart. Because they're so iconic. Mm-hmm. And it feels like they're kind of respecting the the legacy in those. Yes. Of like icons. I love that. I agree. I agree. I think this, I, yeah, I think this was a good take, honestly. I think he exactly, it was a good play. It was a good PR play for him. I think that is the exact right response when people are like, but love is blind. Um, yeah. is It's like, no, bitch, but the aughts. <laughs> but the, the and the yeah, two thousand ten. <laughs> but the odds. but the is a good response. <laughs> uh, yeah, they also, by the way, had no night one curveball to traumatize the players this season. Mm-hmm. You know, a rose decal in a dress. I don't think I would necessarily count no. as a as a curveball. But opto twenty twenty three. Everyone wants the show to be good again. And we got DLP, Empathetic King out there. Empathetic King. (laughs) Bringing that ESPN edge to it. (laughs) We're number one. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly (laughs) it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you all for joining us on this wonderful state of the game. State of the game. Lovely to check in with you, you know. We talk so much uh, Last of Us. Yeah, it's nice. White to, Lotus, we, we barely oh gosh, talk Bachelor. So good, yeah. It's good to have another reminder to listen to our pod. Oh, how convenient. HBO Lax. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs> We're so good at this. We're so it. good at marketing. <laughs> uh, and now for the portion of our program in which we will discuss all of the latest Changes up and down the scoreboard, ESPN, DLP style, all of the biggest Instagram gains, TikTok gains, etc. This is This Week in Games. Zach Shalcross, our beloved bachelor, gained 7.1K this week on Instagram, bringing him to a total of 83.5K. 
and gained 16 followers on TikTok, bringing him to 610 in total. Hmm. That is a 4TRR TikTok number, Zach. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, that is <laughs> underwhelming. I, <laughs> I was like 16. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, I don't know if we've ever had a bachelor have below 100K when the season had already started at this point, but I think he'll, I think he'll get, he'll crack a hundred. He'll get up. Seven, seven K is good. Seven K is a good, a good bum. Yeah. He'll get there. And 16 and he'll get to maybe a thousand in TikTok someday. A thousand. <laughs> Slow, but steady. Yeah. Yeah. That probably is that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he hasn't made a TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, what is TikTok? Yeah. <laughs> if he's leaning hard into this 4TRR <laughs> branding, I don't know. Can he, can he do SpawnCon? I don't know. <laughs> and now for the top five Instagram gains for the rookies as of today, February 2nd, 2023 gold medal in gains goes to Christina Mandrell, she gained 29.6K for a total of 83.1K total this week. Incredible work. I'm not surprised Mandrell is stealing the show at this point. These gains are expected for me. Our silver medalist in gains goes to Gabriella Elnicki, who gained 3K for a total of 10.4K. Reached that 10K mark. Good job, Gabriella. Interesting. When you stop turtling, mm. you start gaining. I love that. In third place, Jessica Girard, Girard gained 2.6K for a total of 23.8K. In fourth place, Bailey Brown gained 1.7K for a total of 7.2K. And rounding up the top five, Greer Blitzer gained 1.6K for a total of 11.5K. Now for the top five total Instagram chart. Mm. Coming in first place still at Victoria, a.k.a. Victoria Jameson at 123K. Number two is, of course, Christina Mandrell at 83.1K. Nipping at her heels. When is she going to take that top spot? I know she's going to. In third, Jessica Garrod with 23.7K. Number four, Anastasia Karamitis at 23.3K. And rounding out the top five, Sonia Sharma at 16.3K. And now we got your top five TikTok charts. Coming in number one, at Victoria, a.k.a. Victoria Jameson, 970.5K. I think she's going to be in that spot for a minute. Insane. Uh, number two is Madison Johnson at 102K. Almost tied. Christina Mandrell in third with 101K. Coming up number four is Rebecca Becca Serrano at 52.5K. And fifth place is Jessica Garrod at 32.5K. So I will say, I'm, I'm not surprised about the TikTok numbers being higher because TikTok is just an easier platform, as we all know, to go viral on, to gain followers. I honestly don't know how people uh, gain Instagram followers without being on The Bachelor. <laughs> it's really, <laughs> I'm like, I think that's the only way you can really get spikes on Instagram because it is not really a platform that, at least maybe I'm, I'm doing it wrong, but. Um, I think you have to buy bots. I don't know where you can buy them, but yes, on the street corner, a guy opens up a jacket and he like he's like, "What bots do you want?" Um, <laughs> you got to do the marketing chains where it's like 
you have to follow these four people and you could win a whatever raffle. Oh my God. I would kill myself. I, <laughs> I'm like, I can do a lot of cringy things on social media, but that is something I, 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 I can't I'm, do. We're going to have uh, to do this. <laughs> Lizzie's like, sorry, Catherine. Uh, you got to get over I'm that. I'm sorry. I'm, uh, I'm charging HBO Lox's marketing and uh, the numbers don't lie. <laughs> no, there's a bunch of Bachelor people who have done stuff like that. I The Lion Dykes did it with their whole family once. Oof. I was like, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Um, but yeah, the the it, it's crazy the drop off in or like the difference with Christina Mandrell with Instagram. Um uh her her gains being just like blowing everyone out of the water. I that's wild to me. That's a huge gap between 29K and 3K. That's a great edit. <laughs> between the medalists. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um amazing. And now for the portion of our program where we will discuss all of the latest tids in the nation, all of the latest goings-ons around the Bachelor world. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to Canopy. .co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Clues, underwear drawers, they're not organized. They're like the, the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes mm. and there's no rhyme or reason to them you got ones that are super old uh different brands etc you don't know what to expect but now i have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies and now i want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because those are my now go-to i'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt and my <laughs> Um, <laughs> which is not what this uh, ad is about, but I am also wearing the super soft, sustainable modal fabric thong with no roll black waistband. Mm. You want that. You don't want it to be rolling. You don't want it to be showing. And I'm hooked. I don't want to wear anything else. It's all got to go now. Well, this ad actually is kind of about that pace case. Everybody knows MeUndies <laughs> makes great underwear. It's in the name, MeUndies. But it's not just about underwear. You can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and a whole bunch more. And their Move Me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market. There's no doubt about it. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at meundies.com slash roses. That's meundies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort. From the outside in. Support for today's episode comes from One Skin. 
If you have sensitive skin, you're going to want to hear about OneSkin's scientifically proven topical supplements. This is face, eye, body, shield, and it can all be used with any of their other products, which are free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red, irritated, or itchy. Their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the Skin Safe seal of approval. You got to keep that skin glowing if you want to be keeping up the level of face play that I've got going on. And OneSkin was founded by an all-woman team of scientists. Their products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Uh, Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products often. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ROSES at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ROSES. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support Gore and tell them that we sent you. This is... Bachelor Nation News. Tajwan Hawkins clapped back at a critic of her attempting of her attempt to join Zach Shalcross's season of The Bachelor. She didn't let this uh, person's comment get to her. And she said, don't take life so serious, babes. But I'm in Cabo with the love of my life. So wish you well, Susan. (laughs) (laughs) In her caption, she added, it's not that serious. Cue the death. Oh, Oh, boy. I like, yeah, I like that. Susan. (laughs) Fuck you, Susan. (laughs) Let let her enjoy Cabo. I wonder if that was her real name. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like another Karen. Um, I like this. Yeah, this was fun. Next up, we have Jesse Palmer reacts to Chris Harrison saying Wells Adams should post The Bachelor. Uh, Zach Shellcross approach to drama and more. Um, basically, Chris Harrison um, was saying that like Wells Adams should have gotten the gig. Um, and DLP. DLP said, I have no reaction, really. I mean, he's obviously entitled to his own opinion, as everybody is. <laughs> this is a good impression. The former NFL quarterback told us, I'm just really happy for Chris and wish him the best in his next venture. <laughs> <laughs> DLP, what a pro. What a pro. In all of these. So classy. By the way, I saw this like viral video. I don't, I don't think I put it in this, but it was on Twitter of him talking about his coach's reaction, he had to tell his new football coach that he was going on The Bachelor. Uh, <laughs> and it was like some, I, I'm implying, I think implied from his tone, it was like some like really intense like captain guy. And he was really nervous to tell him. And he's like, oh, well, will you be back in time for whatever? <laughs> spring training? He's like, yeah. And he's like, why are you telling me? <laughs> <laughs> I love that reaction. <laughs> And then, like, later said, 
like, oh my God, I can't believe you picked so and so. Oh wait, that's <laughs> like so, funny. so obviously had somehow gotten that information or watched it or something. Oh my god. I love that he's like, Yeah, why are you telling me? And also make sure you're going on for the right reasons. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sits him down. He's like, Don't you dare go on if you're doing this for the wrong reasons. <laughs> not, not a player of mine. It was at the time where it's like no one. No one really knew what The Bachelor was at that point still. And it was like, wait, you're doing what? Like, and you're an NFL quarterback? Like, why would you do this yeah. to find a wife? <laughs> <laughs> he, he says that in the video. It's it's, it's a great. Well, that's really great, funny. Uh, oh, my watch. God. Speaking of former crowns, Katie Thurston earned herself a full write-up in the LA Times about her transitioning to standout comedy. I love this. I love Katie going and being a stand-up because no lead has done this. It's kind of a natural transition from like social media, yes. TikTok-y things. I see a lot of stand-up on TikTok. I think it's like a great platform for absolutely trying to do that out. Um, I can't believe she's the first one. I had always assumed it would be a podcast, but... There should be more. There, This is like such a good move. She's so funny. This is like such... I yeah, I think this is such a cool move. Um, and yeah, I'm surprised that this hasn't happened before because it does make sense if like, yeah, you're like, a, yeah. you know, like if you're literally being, it's like when you're it, a big part of her was like how funny she was. And like, there's a lot of players also like Demi or whatever, like that are like, oh, we're like the funny people on the show. And it's like, okay, you're literally being paid. Some of them have had podcasts. Yeah. Some of them. But stand-up is fucking scary. You know what? Katie just has balls, honestly. Or like she, it, stand-up's fucking scary. Stand-up is so scary. Are you kidding me? I definitely feel like that's a fear of mine. And I feel like I should do it for that reason. But I am so scared of doing it. <laughs> You know what happened with my improv class. Oh, yeah. But you, but, <laughs> That's why I, I know. <laughs> but then you were so good when we were doing improv when, when you joined our practice. That was so good. Um, you were so funny. Um, yeah, I mean, so this is freaking good for her. I think this is this is amazing. Um, and a really cool, a cool write-up. Yeah. Yeah, incredible. Oh, also she commented, sorry, not to bring up my film again, which I will again, but she was so sweet and commented, Kitty commented like on one of our TikToks about it, how we just like made the film ourselves and sold the showtime and it made us very happy. So thanks, Katie. Oh, that's so lovely. Benevolent queen. Love it. What a benevolent queen. Speaking of benevolent queens... Bachelor star, Bachelorette star, Rachel Reckia and Bachelor <laughs> and Bachelorette star. They're, okay, they're both Bachelor and Bachelorette stars. Rachel Reckia and Clayton mm. Eckert sparked dating rumors basically because he's appearing in this TikTok where they're <laughs> sitting ne next to each other. And Reckia says, I would explain, but I think explaining it would give us both an aneurysm. This was funny. That was a funny thing. Love this little soft, whatever, soft little tease to the nation. This was good. Great play. I don't think they're dating, but <laughs> I think it's just, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a great play. <laughs> hmm. A uh, big announcement. Congrats go out to the former crown, Claire Crawley. She announced a surprise marriage with her fiance, Ryan Dawkins, via an IG post captioned, Mr. and Mrs. Dawkins. We hope that she is endlessly happy with a man like that. 
huge. Claire Crawley. I mean, we knew she got engaged, I think, maybe in September or November, sometime late in the fall. So for them to already be married, this was this was quite a shock. And she looks very happy, and I'm very happy for them. Big announcement. Congrats to Bachelor in Paradise players Astrid Locke and Kevin Went expecting baby number two. Cute. And now for the portion of our program where we will discuss all the goings on in the parasocial world. This is the parasocial play, 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 play of the week. The rookies are crushing it. Yes. Especially when it comes to leaning into criticism from the fourth audience. Mm. Christina Mandrell dressed up as a villain in a hilarious TikTok in response to a comment about her getting a villain edit, in which she is dressed as a villain and creating some sort of flame fire thing. So good. This was very cute and funny and had 20k likes 507.5k views yes you're so the it's so good i think just like as each season happens the players get more and i mean we're all getting more and more internet savvy with each passing month like we're all uh we all feed into the collective humor that is tiktok um so yeah this was just a really really good play i liked this um uh, it's kind of similar-ish, but uh, Victoria Jameson doesn't see Jared Freed's description of her as Maleficent in a TikTok. Um, so she, it's a TikTok of her, of this person being like, oh, is it just me? Or is she like, Victoria's like two horns away from becoming Maleficent. And then it cuts to her in full on makeup and costume which i can i just say that does every hot girl on tiktok it has is has is ready access to disney costumes i I don't know what it is (laughs) but it's just like this is just like if you're a hot girl and it's on tiktok you got a whole wardrobe you got uh, people ready to give you your maleficent costume so it was great the commitment is amazing do you want some disney costumes costumes? i have a little i have a unique situation in that i made a tiktok Back in my comedy TikTok days where I'm doing voice. So I'm doing like Disney princess, like what are the Disney princesses thinking? And it's like a funny, like Ariel is thinking like, oh, it's like me acting, but then like voiceover of me being of Ariel being like, wait, he hasn't asked me a question. And then these other girls who are hotter and have better costumes take the sound. And my thing has like 6,000 likes and theirs has like 500,000. But (laughs) again, I'm not salty. It's fine. I got in a fight with someone with, with one of them. Because I was so pissed. I was like, really? You're not even going to tag her? And she's like, that's not how TikTok works. And I was like, this, I can't get in internet fights. Can't. <laughs> I really appreciate that. I, I can't. I'm really good at not even reading any comments of anything now. No, that is good. This was a, that, this was a couple of years ago. Yeah, this was like, and but it's happened again. It's now <sighs> another. <laughs> it's happened again with a new, um, it's my Ariel one that is. Oh my God. You just can't do voiceover ones. It, I can't do voice, it, but it's, it's actually kind of funny because I keep getting likes from it, right? I know it's something's of it is going viral because I get likes. I'm like, it's so nice that there are just like nice people who are like, you know what? I'm going to see what the real sound is. And then they go and like, like mine. That's what I mean. Like no one is like looking up the original sound. They're assuming that that person wrote it. So that's what bothered me. No, they're just like, this person's a brilliant comedic mind. And I'm like, it's me. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm a serious filmmaker, guys. Now watch Juniper on Showtime. <laughs> But uh, anyway, so this is me just saying, just tag people and hot, a lot of hot girls have cool Disney costumes. And me, I was wearing like a, like a shirt on my head. 
Well, at Victoria, this I love this was unreal. Honestly, like this could this could have been up there in my like top plays from this week because it was just like, yeah, I agree. It was very funny. The going for it to that full extent is really like. It's really what I love to see on TikTok. Totally. A hundred, the commitment. Commit. Commit. I love it. Commit. Speaking of commit, mm. committing, face play goddess Kat Carter proved a win is a win, even if you have to stuff your face with meat on national TV in a TikTok this week. The caption reads, when you're hammered stuffing meatballs down the bachelor's gullet on national TV, but you still get that rose. And she wrote, I had seven white claws before I even got in the limo. <laughs> And the sound that she's voicing is a win is a win. I love that. This was funny and deserves more likes. Iconic. Yeah, this was funny. Oh my God. I'm the 49th like. Yeah. I'm no, this one, you guys should go like it. It's a it deserves it. It was funny. <laughs> it's really good. Damn. I'm gonna follow her. Yeah. She's gone too soon. Gone too soon. So sad. Brianna trolls the trolls. Um, this is an Instagram reel of Brianna K. Um, clapping back at some of the Instagram comments that she got after logging in uh, to Instagram. Um, and they're just obviously horrible things that I can't believe people say. <laughs> on the it's been so many years. I, I'll go, I won't go back. I, I won't get into this that, this much, but it's just crazy to me that people comment things like that. And I'm a millennial. I'm well-versed in internet buffoonery. I try to avoid it. Um, so it's always very sobering to see that, like, because I just avoid it. I just don't, I don't want to see the, like, even other people's negative comments I can't deal with. But like, it's so, the the immaturity, because like, yes, we all have feelings of like, oh, I don't like that girl or whatever. But to, to have the immaturity to feel that feeling and then go, I'm going to go write it to her. It's like, take out, yeah. take a breath, take your feelings out in other ways, reflect. Guys, like, yeah, let's do some box breathing. Do some, bo I love box breathing. Do some box breathing. I was inspired by Bad Mom's yes. daughter, Ember, doing box breathing. I love on that. This week. Oh, she's amazing. But yeah, I, I, anyway, I thought, now that being said, I, th um, I, this girl is like one of the most beautiful girls I've ever seen. Her acting could have been a little better in, in the TikTok and the Instagram. And then I go on and insult her <laughs> acting. This is not, uh, she's, it's not her job. I wanted a little bit better of a performance, but again, this is, <laughs> I'm not, but she's beautiful. She deserves all the love. Uh, I don't, it's ridiculous. More takes, is that? Just a little, a couple more takes. This is, if I was directing her, I would just like, I would, yeah, I would just a little more. But again, it, that's not, she, I was, so this was a great play. I loved it. Like, I we got someone with their director hat going through these parasocial plays. That <laughs> is helpful. Yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little harsh. I'm like a RuPaul drag race uh, judge, but also everyone, it's ridiculous to, uh, to hate on someone yeah. like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad she made this, this, uh, this Instagram because fuck, fuck all that shit. Next up we have, when you get over your reality TV trauma, reads the headline, mm. who posted it? Giannini Gabelli the paramour of Baylock Eye. And who's in this photo? Three crowns. Michelle Young, Rachel Recchia, Clayton Eckerd, and then perhaps the mayor of paradise, or perhaps the one who was banned from paradise, Baylock Eye. <laughs> All of them together oh. in this video. Oh my gosh. Um, there, it's. I think it's, it's the, it's the, it's a, it's a win is a win, right? They're like, a win is a win. 
uh, to their, uh, when you get over your rally TV trauma. Um, this was, this was funny. This is a good idea. I will say it's not relatable to me. Um, <laughs> I'm like in terms of relatability of posts, I'm just now like critiquing. Um, I think this is, this will get a lot of likes because it's a lot of star power. And I think that's good. But in terms of relatability, star power is incredible. It, it's a good idea. But look, most of people um, in the fourth audience uh, and most people in the world have not had this experience. <laughs> so it's a little, I, I'm less likely to like it. See, I like it because it's a it's a play in the sauce wars. It's oh, like saying that's true. That's true. We were traumatized by being. Mm, you're right. In, in the sauce wars, this is a good. That's true. And, and it's yeah, it's being open about it. And like, you're being traumatized by on purpose. <laughs> you know, the third audience at first, but then the fourth audience. Yeah. Oh my god. Of course. <laughs> that's, your trauma goes through those stages. Yes. Oh, I can't <laughs> and imagine. The fourth audience trauma is impacted by the third audience edit. So it's so like, true. it's really, they're in charge of your trauma. They really are. They orchestrate it. Um, yes. In my opinion. Agreed. Uh, Ariel Frankel reveals who she would smash her pass. Uh, she basically goes through all the past bachelors goes, and it's that sound that's like smash, smash, wait, pass, 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 smash. Uh, good use of the sound. I liked it. This was yeah really well done. Shout out. I do too. And also just like putting all the bachelors together. It's, you know, that nostalgia factor. You're like, oh yeah. 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 Those guys were all the bachelor. Yes. Good point. Nostalgia factor. Well done. Mm. Oh, this one. I love Victoria Jameson summons Kronk. Um, she, this, uh, okay. This one was really, this wasn't the parish social play of the week, but this was a contender because I thought this one was so smart. It's her, um, doing the, uh, crunk, pull the lever, not that lever. And it's like about the rose being the lever. You know, and then it's oh, good to like, watch. it's yes. one also I had to watch multiple times, which is a great thing for TikTok. It's like, if one you like, um, but I thought this was smart. It was original. It was funny. Um, it makes sense that she is almost to a million followers on TikTok. Love this. So funny. <laughs> Yes, me too. At Victoria killing it. I'm hoping she keeps posting all season mm-hmm. like she's still on the show. I always want people to just keep going. Yeah. Don't pay attention to the fact that you're not on it anymore. Such, you're on yes, it still. Yes, good advice. Good advice. <laughs> uh, Jared Iaconetti's dream finally came true this week. Ashley and Jared posted a co-post. It's a fan fairy tale. Jared met Tom Brady the night before his retirement during Magical Night at the 80 for Brady premiere. They say you shouldn't meet your heroes, but Tom Brady does not apply to that rule. In the midst of red carpet chaos, Tom truly gave us the gift of time. You can see he really gave us, random fans, his full attention and radiated kindness. It also happened to be Dawson's birthday. So for the rest of his life, we'll never be able to match the epicness of how he spent his first birthday. And they named their the middle name after Brady. Oh my God. I didn't know that. <laughs> He's obsessed. It's like his idol. Next, we have Clayton, Rachel, and Michelle making a very surprising TikTok. And we alluded to it earlier in the news. But yeah, this was, um, you know, Michelle, uh, I forget what the actual sound was. Um, the audio is uh, that that red-haired lady going, explaining it would give us both an aneurysm. Oh, Yes. You know that lady? Wait, was it? I don't, I don't have to re-listen to the sound. Um, Oh, Natasha Leone? Yeah, Natasha Leone. Thank you. 
Uh, but it's Michelle Young asking what's going on, and Clayton like kind of has an arm around Rachel Reckia, like a little bit on the couch. Yes, this goes back to my um, my analysis of this TikTok is they are not dating, but again, great play, mm-hmm. amazing spark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not here to evaluate real things, real dating. We are here to evaluate the plays. The plays <laughs> is this is a brilliant play. This is going to get people, you're going to get so many likes. They did this. This was a great sound to use. Great sound to use. This is making headlines everywhere. Oh my God, are they reuniting? We love when people in the nation get together. Yes. Oh, that's such a good idea. Especially exes. Michelle Young also is just so beautiful. Yeah. Um, that's just a side note. She's so gorgeous. Speaking of gorgeous, all of these were strong, gorgeous plays. However, there can only be one gorgeous gorgeous winner. Our parasocial play of the week goes to Christina Mandrell. Mm. She posted a TikTok this week on of her on the phone with two other package deal legends, Nate Mitchell and Amanda Stanton. She used the office audio, do you want to form an alliance? The caption reads, TBNGPA, the Bachelor Nation Girl Parent Alliance, is growing. Thankful for the support from other parents who understand three purple heart emoji. Hashtag Bachelor Nation has 205.7K views and 4.7K likes. It prompted a response video from package deal player Michael Olio. Quote, if there's chaos, dot, 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 we're carpooling, car emoji. Incredibly groundbreaking package deal play. The likes of which we've never seen. Agreed. I just, I think we got to get Emily Maynard, Jason Mesnick, and Yosef in here. Yes, yeah. Totally, yeah, I agree. I loved this. I thought this was um, and more unprecedented. I think it's a great, um, it's a great use of the sound. It's uh, a very interesting mm-hmm. thing. I think it's really, I think it's just really refreshing for also um, like I, a lot of the audience. I'm sure a good portion of the audience, like maybe single parents, like it's really refreshing to see. Um, I, this kind of honestly representation of like, cause it's, it's hard, you know, it's hard to, yeah. to be, to have, uh, you know, to go through that, um, and then look for love. And I think it's an amazing, uh, amazing conversation to spark and with hot people. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely <laughs> a very, a much more vulnerable position for a player to be in going into the game if they are a package deal. And I just... You know, we see like former crowns past the rose or whatever. That was like parasocial play of the decade. All the bachelorettes passed a rose to each other in this video. But having people join who are like all all the same archetype to me or like package deals or like villains or pageant queens or whatever. And to team up in a parasocial alliance, I just I love that. It's so smart. I want to see more. It's a great, it's a great, great play. It's, yeah. And it's the nostalgia factor. Yes. It's like, oh, yeah, back then. Oh, yeah. Oh, the nostalgia that factor. Person. So good. Yeah. I want more Bachelor nostalgia in the in the zeitgeist. Yes, agreed. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended 
This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered shower head is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to Canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered shower head purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I love that. And we are not forgetting about those gorgeous, gorgeous creatures. Mm-hmm. Number one, we have an honorary parasocial creature of the week. Yes, we do. Number one is I'm fostering a dog named Pinky um, with Wags and Walks LA. She is looking for her forever home. Um, you can check out my Instagram to see um, to see her and see how gorgeous this pitbull mix she has the cutest little underbite she is honestly unlike any dog i've ever hung out with she uh, she, you know the no bones (laughs) rest in peace dog like that is her she pretends she will pretend like she just pretends like she doesn't have bones she's one years old she sits in my lap like a baby all day she doesn't like to walk so if you want a dog that doesn't if you're in la you want a dog that doesn't walk doesn't like to walk is the sweetest little baby <laughs> um and yeah uh you, let me know or go to wax and walks and yeah so she's our honorary one of our honorary pcotw and our other parasocial creature of the week goes to Jason and the boys, Pino and Ramen. Jason Tardik posted a gorgeous photo of the three of them. It just looks like three heads in a row. <laughs> Caption so is, we, we need a show reco. We're taking a needed football break until the Super Bowl. Love this play. Love this play. I mean, three best friends, right? There. You know, it's so interesting because I think they should watch The Last of Us and then listen to the recaps on HBO Lax is my recommendation. <laughs> That's really great. That's a great book. <laughs> I'm getting better and better. I think that was the best. That was the most seamless transition one, I think. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> and now for the section where Catherine and I will dive into the deepest part of the pit and we will 
utter out our visceral screams of how The Bachelor has affected our lives. This is... Screams from the Pit! Um, My scream from the pit is I was at drinks um, last week and with someone I was trying to like... It was like a networky vibe, but also getting to know this person, but also like... I'm I'm trying to get another movie made, so it's a. I've been trying to, quote unquote, network a lot. It's going okay, not great. Yes. Anyway, but during this thing where I'm trying to like, oh, I should really be talking about like, ah, oh, my movie Juniper and Showtime and my vision and stuff. But nope, um, he just he mentioned something about like unscripted reality shows, and I was like, have you? Oh, no. watched or have you listened to Game of no. Roses and, it, and suddenly it's 2019 again and I'm just just shelling out at parties just ta- telling anyone I meet to listen to Gore <laughs> it's always and he's like no and obviously he loved the idea so I don't know maybe I just got another person in the pit I just started dragging him in the pit yeah maybe he's listening to this <laughs> yeah. now and then therefore your networking goal will happen. Yes, exactly. Because the pit, the pit, provides. The pit provides. I wouldn't be sure it will. <laughs> it does. Um, but yeah, that's, um, uh, that, that's my scream. I'm always, I'm never not, uh, even though it's, you got triggered. <laughs> yeah. I'm it's, it's great. I love it. What is your scream? I, I love that scream. I'm sorry. I feel responsible for like all screams that you have. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's true. And I, I love it though. It makes me happy. Um, my scream this week is something from this week's Digging Deeper episode, uh, which will come out on Monday. But the first 20 minutes of it, we'll have the the teaser for free and, and this clip is from mm. it. So it, it, but if you want the rest of the episode, go patreon.com slash game of roses for the full episode. But on Love to See It, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray's Bachelor podcast, they had guest Allison Williams on. This is the January 31st, 2023 episode. And it's like, it's an amazing episode in general, just hearing these three talk about it. Uh, but at one point, they discussed basically the stupidity of America's first impression rose. And Allison Williams reveals that she's in the pit. Oh, my God. She uh, she basically says, like, oh, they're talking about how they don't believe the America's spent vote, which I also don't believe that. <laughs> I'm also an election denier yeah. <laughs> for the America's spent. And we say... Oh, he didn't pick any of them until last week. I heard Game of Roses intel that their book was removed from people's possession. Lizzie. I was. Yeah. I was obsessed with the TV show girls and I truly felt like I had never seen anything like it. And I used to get in fights about it. It's the best TV show ever made. (laughs) Before I started fighting with princesses. (laughs) I I love that. I love that. Yeah, I was just like come on, let's have this. Like, uh, and Alison Williams' performance in it was stunning. But like listening to this clip from this like actress that I think is very talented, who I thought was completely unrelated to the reality TV space, made me feel like I was like losing my my mind. And also that she wasn't just in the pit, but was on book (laughs) and knew that the players were reading the book during the filming of this season. Like a very like niche... (laughs) 
specific part. It's growing. It's a growing movement. And of obviously, course, it's going to get huge. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, very grateful for the love to see it. Gals bringing this interview into my oh life. Oh my God. To all of the girls cast for listening, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure they, I'm sure they are. Lizzie, this is huge. This was, I, when you told me about this, I was, I couldn't believe it. This is like, uh, this, yeah, this is fucking huge. Girls is a national treasure. Thank you. It's, uh, there's a lot of surreal bachelor moments happening in my yeah. life lately. <laughs> I don't know how to handle I'm like, it. <laughs> oh, it just, it brings me so much fucking joy. It, it It is just such a, it is, there is something really, really satisfying. And I feel like I've said this before on this podcast, but just watching you, just watching a friend make something from the ground up that turns out to be just mind-blowingly successful is just with, and starting out with just starting with probably... And that's why it's just, it's inspiring too. It's like everyone can just, just, everyone who wants to make a podcast, make a podcast. You know, hard work, talent, and um, your soothing voices. I agree. I completely disagree with all of the, the, there's so many memes of hating on, like, there's too many podcasts and like, what do you call a group of white men, a podcast, <laughs> like that kind of thing? No, I think it's great. I think it's a great way to, uh, and also, oh, so, so I, um, I, one of my favorite podcasts other than Gore is You're Wrong About, um, and they, uh, they were talking, it, it, wait, I was going to bring this on HBLX, but I feel like I should, I'm being called to say it right now. Um, they were talking about how, what's so why podcasting is so popular is because it's creating community and where in a world Mm -hmm. where it's 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 community is not you know as prevalent as it was in the past uh and and that's why like you know you can have because you can have like a podcast with like you know 300 listeners every week or whatever but that's like a little community like you know like uh and she was also saying she literally said the phrase it's like a book club she said it on the on this podcast. I was like, <laughs> I like screamed in the car. I oh, was like, that, I was like, it is a book club. That's why we started calling HBO Lax our little TV book club. Um, yeah, because that's what it felt like. It was like we were coming together. It was socializing, but it was also like looking yes. at a piece of media very in depth and. Uh, and also improv and improv and people, but also people DMing us and being, and like giving their takes on, on the, um, on the show too. And like what, and writing reviews yeah, of what they agree true. with and stuff. And like, it really made me feel like, Oh, we're all watching this together. This is fun. Um, so yeah, I think yeah. it's, uh, it's really cool. I know people sending us their horniest moments. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We're making people just as horn doggy as we are. <laughs> um, uh, I love it. So yeah, it's, um, oh, such a good scream. Um, welcome to the pit, Allison Williams. What was your horniest moment from this, this Bachelor episode? <laughs> oh, oh my God. From this, uh, from the last episode, what was... Or the first two episodes. Ooh. Oh, you know what's so funny is the, the, the thing that's coming to my mind is the flashback of Courtney Robertson in the, in the ocean. Because <laughs> I, that is honestly, and it's perfect because, you know, yeah, that went off contract with Courtney Robertson, um, uh, listened to now, but, uh, I, that, I, when you said Fortnite Moon, I was like, that was a horny flashback. I loved that when she get taken, turn off her clothes and go into, so that's, that's my horniest moment. <laughs> no, I was trying to decide between like the kiss between Balin mm. and, uh, or Bailey, Bailey, a.k.a. Yes. Balin and oh, Zach yeah. on the limo exit or, was, yeah. or Zach scrubbing his chest in the shower. <laughs> 
<laughs> that also was really good. It was a real close up. Right. Oh, yes. Uh, that was a, that's a good one. That's good. I'll never forget the one that they they did of Peter Popeye Weber when he was like sitting on a plane and had like a hose or something. Oh, my gosh. Play it again. I love it. <laughs> I was like, that's his. That's, yeah, that's his brand. That's um uh yeah I love I love when they hose down the bachelors I I mean I feel like they do it probably most every season they show uh but yeah let's let's do a lot of oh something also I wanted to bring up this is so not relevant Mm -hmm. but I love how this season maybe they always say it but this season like the first couple episodes especially with the limo exits like every girl was talking about how pretty all the other girls were and I'm like and then this one mm-hmm. and like, I'm like there's a lot of bisexual energy going on and I'm in and into it oh Davia being like Mercedes was so hot during the uh performance yes like I couldn't stop looking at her yes exactly that's exactly what I was thinking of I was like I was like, I'm, I like this energy. I'm still waiting. This happened, I think in what, the South Korean, some, somewhere it happened where two of the contestants. Yeah. One of the spinoffs. One of the spinoffs. Um, they ran off together. I fucking, I am waiting for that to happen on the American version. It will be the best day of my life. <laughs> two people from Bachelor. I think two women did get married. Oh my God. On the same season, I think. But like way down the line. I don't think I made this up. It's possible I made this up. <laughs> Two women who were the the Miss American contestants, or not Miss American. It was um, the world. There were two women who were like, um, I don't know, some pageant, and they were contestants, and they end up getting married. I mean, you got to have a girl power second audience game. That's that what they should all be trying to make as good friends with all of each other as possible. Like form your the tightest knit parasocial group ever. Yes. Make out a little <laughs> is what I'm saying. Just <laughs> And this was my misogynist moment of this Game of Roses episode. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's okay. I'm a girl. I, I, <laughs> I'm a girl. It doesn't count. I'm I'm actually being empowering <laughs> when I want to um, see girls. I'm being inclusive. <laughs> well, thank you, Catherine, for issuing a scream with me. And now we are going to play a scream from someone out there in the pit. And this week, that someone is Willow. And you can submit your screams if you join our Patreon, patreon.com slash Game of Roses, and submit a one minute or less scream. Hi, Pit. I started watching the Bachelor franchise Jason Mesnick season, which means that as a 10-year-old girl in 2008, the show is beginning to shape my views of romance. Yikes. <laughs> there was one scene in the season that was particularly formative. Fantasy sweet night between Jason and Melissa Rycroft. That night I was being babysat by a close family friend. The date ended as most fantasy sweet dates do. A hot tub, champagne, a door closing, lights turning off, implied consummation. My babysitter looked over at me and asked, do you know what all that meant? I did not. That night, I received the birds and the bees talk. I think many people can say they learned about these things through media, like movies, books, TV shows, but I don't know how many can say they learned from the document. I guess I've always been a student of the game. Praise be... Dark Lord Palmer. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> my God. This needs to be a TikTok. Hey, this zone. does. Also, she's a great <laughs> That's voice. That's what I was yeah. thinking. It's an extremely well written, great Ooh, voice. This is so good. Willow. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. 
<laughs> what a yeah. Started watching Mesnick season. <laughs> Fantasy Sweet Night, Melissa Rycroft. I mean I mean, what better way to find out uh how babies are made than our beloved game? It's incredible. <laughs> and like the family friend just like takes it upon their themselves babysitting to do this. I would never do this. Oh yeah, I, I bare minimum. I'm putting the bathroom. <laughs> we're just watching. Don't talk. I know if I'm not babysitter, I'm like, oh, this is not my problem. <laughs> yeah, I, why would I get into that? I'm like, this girl's that's chill. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just. I guess it's a family. Oh, friend. that's so know. funny. Uh, wow, what a way. But I, I do. There are things that like do remind. That do, I had one moment I think that happened, in which I learned about what blowjobs <gasps> were because of Bill Clinton. Oh, <laughs> classic! And this is what I feel like is like a similar type of thing. It's like a core memory. <laughs> <laughs> Nostalgia, classic. <laughs> I remember when the way you find out about blowjobs was from the Clinton impeachment trials. Hashtag nostalgia. Yeah, hashtag exactly. millennial. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I guess I made. No, I love it. I, <laughs> no, that's that's real. I no, that makes sense. I remember also being yeah. I that that clicked. That all clicked later for me. Um, I was like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> on the stain on the okay. <laughs> Something about the list. <laughs> Oh no. oh, no. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Willow, thank you so much for sharing this beautiful poem. It's great. I think that's the only way I would describe yeah. this. It was it about a coming of age story, really. I loved, yeah. This would be a great short film. You should make this Based a short film. On the implied consummation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you want to submit your scream, go to patreon.com slash game of roses and join our discord. Thank you so much, Catherine, oh, for joining me for this. Today. Oh my gosh. My pleasure. I thank you all listening for being so nice to me and not telling me <laughs> any opinions you have about my opinion. <laughs> no, I'm just, you have a way bigger audience than I'm ever used to talking to. So hot. Guys, thank you so much for being so nice to me and welcoming. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, I I'm I love you guys. I love I, I love, love this you. community. I love you guys. I also have a lot of friends for listening that literally I have friends listening that like found this podcast separate from me. So um yeah. Hi Katie Mullins and then hi Decker. Um <laughs> oh my God. so yeah, I'm really but yeah, uh, this was so fun. This went by so fast, even though for you it's maybe really long. <laughs> oh. No, it's not. It's not long. Uh, or it's it's a it's the right amount. I think we did a perfect job, and I feel like we really gave a sort of a lax energy spin to it. And um, I love you. Oh wait, before we go, Lizzie, what's the drawback? It's been seven thousand six hundred and twenty days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be. Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. 
Please get a friend to listen to us and then 